Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Folds, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 25th of Kislev, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Stay tuned for the second half of the show where we have a little report on Argentinian Israelis celebrating the World Cup win and a couple of heartwarming Hanukkah stories to get you into the holiday spirit. Now, let's get to the news. Now for some updates on the government and bills that are underway. The Knesset plenum, or all the voting Knesset members, approved a bill today that would make it tougher for rebellious Knesset members to jump ship and get away from their factions in order to go to the other political side or even start their own party. The bill repeals a provision that was passed just last year by the outgoing government, which allows four members of a faction to break off without any sanctions or repercussions. Now, legislation will be required to make such a change and a vote of at least a third of the faction members in order for the politicians to part ways with their mother faction. The idea is to prevent a mutiny of sorts and likely to prevent it specifically from happening within the Likud party, which is Netanyahu's party, because he cannot afford to lose any more of his people or else his party will lose members and the government could dissolve. Netanyahu's party has had a lot of internal issues from party members who say they have a problem with how he's making far-reaching concessions in government, specifically to protect the government that he has so far pulled together. Netanyahu has created a whole new role of national security minister, and he's giving it to member of Knesset Itamar Ben-Gvir, who is a right-wing member of his extended crew. The other law that the country is up in arms over is the proposed change in law that would immediately permit two of Netanyahu's coalition members to enter government. In the street, this law is being called the Derry Smotrich Law, And it permits anyone to be appointed minister as long as any criminal conviction against them did not result in actual prison time. Now, this sounds very specific because it is very specific. In the case of Arya Derry, the leader of the Shas party, he was convicted of tax fraud but had his sentence frozen and did not actually serve jail time for that conviction. Currently, a person with a conviction cannot be appointed. If Netanyahu has his way, tomorrow, when the law goes up for a vote, both Derry and Smotrich, who is another politician that was convicted of a crime, will be able to serve alongside Netanyahu, and that would solve a lot of his political problems. Essentially, the country is up in arms over the fact that Netanyahu is changing legislation in order to permit certain members into his government so that he can move ahead. Another bit of news on this Lawmakers are also trying to waive the required 10-day implementation timeline in order to allow these two into government within the next few days as the government is supposed to be sworn in officially. Without waiving this, the new law wouldn't be fully functional. 
A trusted source and friend over at the Times of Israel named Carrie Keller-Lynn is reporting that Benny Gantz, the head of the National Unity Party and the outgoing defense minister of the country, was recorded days ago saying that incoming Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is speaking in a responsible way to the world in English and then taking irresponsible and opposite actions back at home in Israel. At a meeting for his faction, Gans told the room that Netanyahu used to be critical of Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas for having spoken about Palestinian-Israeli peace in English and then going and stirring the pot back home in Arabic. Gans says, quote, it seems to me that he has adopted part of that method, end quote. And of course, he's referring to Netanyahu on that. He backed it up with claims that Netanyahu told English reporters he wouldn't give over power in the West Bank, but then actually gave the power to far-right coalition partners and not only handed over power, but actually gave sweeping authority to what critics say are hard-lined and extremist right-wing politicians. Netanyahu also promises not to harm minority rights in English, but has been pushing to curtail the Supreme Court's ability to make their own decisions, and especially as it pertains to minority rights. The Israel Daily News podcast is running a holiday fundraising campaign. If you send a contribution to help us continue our work, we'll send you a gift box in return from Hasod. Hasod sends custom high-end gift boxes of Israeli artisan crafts and goodies all around the world. And this holiday season, I'm hoping to form new bonds with listeners of the Israel Daily News podcast by sending you boxes. You can make a one-time contribution of 75, 150, 250, or 500 US dollars to the Israel Daily News podcast this holiday season. It helps us continue to bring you the Israel Daily News podcast, which is great for us because we love delivering the Israel news to you on the daily. In return, you get a box for your contribution. Or you can send the box to anyone that you want to as a gift. The link to get your box is in the show notes. We have one major link. When you open it, you'll see the link to Hasod. And we also have it up there at the top in the show notes. So it's in two places. The boxes of Israeli goodies are super awesome. I'm telling you, I tasted the teas, the chocolates, smelled the candles, looked at the ceramic crafts, held the silky scarves in my hands. If you get the box... You're in for a treat. And if you get the box, you're in for a treat. And if we get the donation, it really helps us get all of the updated equipment and items we need for our studio back home in Israel. I'm reporting to you from New York where I'm getting some new tech in the city while I'm also celebrating Hanukkah with my family here in New York City. And I want you all to have nice things from the Holy Land. So consider getting a box from Hasod and contributing to the Israel Daily News podcast. And thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm... Very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Israelis who love Argentina or are Argentinian in origin are ripping up the streets in excitement over the South American country's enormous overtime win in the World Cup just last night, so Sunday night. 
Argentina won 4-2 to two against France in a very intense game, which I watched from my family home in New York, home for the holidays. The game went into a kickoff after France and Argentina tied at 3-3 in overtime. Israeli fans really let loose, specifically in the streets of Tel Aviv, where many Argentine Israelis and simply... Argentine soccer fans in general were literally swamping buses, streets, and Dizengoff Center, and one even jumped into the city fountain, which is meant to be just for a display. I saw the evidence on my Instagram feed. Many kibbutz communities of Latinos who set themselves up in Israel in the 1950s rejoiced in the win, with one even comparing Argentina's national team captain Lionel Messi to Judah Maccabee. Judah Maccabee was the leader of the Jewish rebellion during the Greek occupation of Israel centuries ago. It's the basis for the Hanukkah story. Now we're going to hear a clip from Jessica Blumenfeld, an Argentine-Israeli contact of mine who took to the streets of Tel Aviv after the win last night. Let's hear what things were like and what her experience as an Argentine-Israeli soccer lover is. Let us say, Argentinians are crazy. Uh, and in a way, it feel like looking at it from outside and not being there, not being in Argentina, being in Israel and being surrounded by, by Argentinians here, uh, being Argentinian myself, I do uh, know that we're crazy for, for football, um, but the win feels incredible. It feels like Argentina deserves it, uh, since it's not the best time in history for, for the country. And hopefully it'll give uh, the people and, and the country um, hope and and good vibes for the times ahead. Uh, my husband is Israeli, uh, and he was for Argentina. Yesterday before the, the final, he did say, I'm, I'm not for Argentina because of you. I'm for Argentina because I really like how they're playing, and I, I, I really like how united the country is. That, and, and his perspective was just seeing it from, from the outside. He, he said, it's, in, it's insane how how united and how passionate the entire country is for football and, and for wanting to win the Mundial. We live in Tel Aviv, so we went with a whole bunch of uh, Argentinians and I had no idea that there were so many uh, out to Dizengoff Center, Dizengoff Square to celebrate. And it was just insane. The energy, the vibe, it really felt like Argentina had moved to Tel Aviv. Vamos Argentina! Thousands of Israelis flew on special flights to Qatar to experience the game that was carefully arranged because Israel and Qatar do not have diplomatic ties, despite the countries do connect from time to time in order to facilitate aid and cold hard cash transfers that Qatar sends to the Gaza Strip. A special permission for Palestinians to get on planes with Israelis created an unusual mixed flight to get both peoples to the games. A small staff of Israeli diplomats were stationed in Qatar in case of any problems. The department reported only 10 incidents. One was an emergency medical issue. The man was treated at a local hospital in Qatar and then immediately flown back to Israel after that. The other cases were about issuing lost or stolen passports. The Israeli foreign ministry asked Israelis to keep a low profile and not to flaunt their Jewishness or Israeliness in public while in Qatar out of safety concerns. Many of the ones who were detected as being Jewish or Israeli were accosted 
by Qataris sympathetic to the Palestinian cause. Most of the people who received the brunt of this heat were Israeli journalists. A group of kids in the north found a 2,000-year-old oil lamp in the northern Galilee region of Israel. They'd just been out for a stroll when they found it. The Israel Antiquities Authority took a look at the item that these fourth grade students found poking out of the ground and say it's a complete oil lamp made out of clay. There's an official excavation happening nearby because the IAA or the Israel Antiquities Authority is doing some research ahead of a new neighborhood that is set to be constructed nearby. The IAA say the discovery of the lamp gives a better idea for how far the borders of an ancient Jewish city actually extend, and that without the children, they would have set the borders a little bit closer, and they they wouldn't have thought that the ancient community reached that far. The lamps from this time period were very plain if it came from the Jewish community, whereas the Roman lamps that were similar are known to have been much more embellished. The vibration of the nearby excavation and the recent rains in Israel likely raised this piece up to the surface. The four kids all got special awards of recognition for turning over their findings to the authorities. I have a heartwarming Hanukkah story to end off our podcast. A few men and women from conservative institutions around Israel are traveling to Chernivtsi, Ukraine, with a load of supplies that the Jewish people in this community need and something else that they need, Hanukkah candles. The candles are going to be important for Jews to light and celebrate the Festival of Light, also known as Hanukkah, but they're also serving as a mechanism for getting light on in their homes. Due to the Russian attacks in Ukraine, there are sweeping power outages. The community there is cold and will be receiving blankets and sweatshirts and 300 boxes of Hanukkah candles that they will use for warmth and to light up the house. The community received the candles before Hanukkah, but said that they would dutifully hold out for the holiday to start. The first night was last night, Sunday night. The city synagogue says they hope to soon get a generator to keep in the building for the Jewish community. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 13 degrees Celsius and a high of 23 degrees. That's 53 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 76 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. I'll be sending out a newsletter late tonight so you still have a chance to put yourself on the list. Today, I have a brand new song for you called Chinooka. It's a joke based on how some people accidentally call the holiday of Hanukkah Chinooka because sometimes it's spelt with a C if you're Israeli or if you're Jewish and you have the Chet, which is a letter in the Hebrew alphabet. You might call it Hanukkah or Hanukkah if you want to use a soft H because it's hard for you to do the Chet. But some people read it and call it Chinooka. It's a joke, everyone. Just want to let you know that it's a joke. Enjoy this funny Hanukkah song by Kosha Dills. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. 
Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Happy Chanukah. Alright, we gonna do it like this and then we sing it. Happy Chanukah. Kosher D-I-double-L-Z, Gangsta Grabs, do it, let's me. Started back in 164 BC in Jerusalem with my click, the Maccabees. They got attacked by Greece. We had nothing but hard to win, and guess what? Bro, that is free. Holy temple in the great craze. One night of oil, and it lasts for eight days. We got menorahs now, and they try to go and kill us in the streets. So every night at party, we just drinking and we eat. Jewish kids already know what you is. All y'all really about to know what you is. Menorah in the window, candles lit. What you is. Repping for a better future, kid. Happy Chanukah. Spinning dreidel on the bar, Neskadola Yashan, we going hard. Happy Chanukah. I'm talking freedom from oppression. Everybody at this party catching blessings. Happy Chanukah. Ain't no reason to stress. Celebrate life, it is the best. Happy Chanukah. How you spell it, how you sound it, it don't matter how you gon' pronounce it. Hanukkah, light me up. Ha ha ha, talking funny, need to lighten up. What's funny about war? It's not nice and stuff. Nowadays, all I really do is fight for love. Oil, got the soup, ganio, and the latka. Way better than Passover with the matzah. Have you ever heard of that? Not really. Moist on the inside, like a wet willy. Eight nights in a row, each one with candles. Dance moves at the party, too hard to handle. Underdog for the celebration, spread light. Check the fit, I'm Hanukkah fresh, right? Milk the party boy. just like a cowboy. Everybody dancing in the middle, getting wild, boy. Josie, do pick up your belt. Meet me at the bar, bring all your gel. Jewish kids already know what you do, All y'all really about to know what you do, kids. Ignore it in the window, candles lit. What you do, kids. Rapping for a better future, kid. Happy Chanukah. Spinning dreidel on the bar, Neskadola Yashan, we going hard. Happy Chanukah. I'm talking freedom from oppression. Everybody at this party catching blessings. Happy Chanukah. Ain't no reason to stress. Celebrate life. It is the best. Happy Chanukah. How you spell it, how you sound it. It don't matter how you gon' pronounce it. Bigotry is not outdated. These days, people getting too intimidated. Very confusing how you be losing your pride. Historically, we were warriors and ready to ride. And now we all looking for a couple solid allies. It isn't our fault. Haters still want us to die. Yo, we chill, spreading light on the 25th. Yes, one is Christmas and one is Kislev. Plus, we got Kwanzaa. My Shamish is proper. Jerusalem to New York to Wakanda.